sometimes we have a tendency to go over a topic once, learn a lot about it and then move on. I find that sometimes it can be super helpful to refocus on a topic and go deeper. So a bit like spiritual surfing, if we don't go back and revisit certain topics, we'll potentially miss an opportunity for deeper understanding. I love to refocus on a topic after a while. I usually always learn something new and end up with that kind of sense of um, that realisation that I had only been allowed to go as deep as I was ready for the last time. And there's always more depth if we care to look. So with that in mind, we're introducing refocus weeks. Each of our refocus weeks, we'll choose a podcast that I love. We're going to go back over it together. I'll add a new intro with some of my new thoughts and give you some different activities and journeys to do. And I cannot wait to see where this new adventure takes us. Alright and welcome to Refocus Week, how to deal with negative energy. My name is Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we're deepening our understanding of how we can deal with negative energy. Right, so I'm going to add some info to this topic and then we'll revisit episode 30 and we'll go over some new activities and journeys for you to do on the topic. And you know, as I said in the intro, it's really important to spend some time and go back over these these topics. So let's have a look because I thought we could use an example use an example of a common problem that I think we all face so I had this friend past tense we're no longer friends that was the outcome unfortunately but I think the whole process is really relevant to dealing with negative energy so I loved her to death she was my best friend but it was really draining to talk to her Every time I called her, I knew what I was in for. Half an hour ran about everything that was difficult, miserable or unfair. Half an hour is probably, in some cases, um, generous. Sometimes it was longer. You know, sometimes she was focusing on the people that had wronged her. Other times she explored the general hopelessness of her life. She never called to see how I was doing. She rarely listened to what was going on in my life for more than maybe like a minute. And then the focus would shift back to herself. But, you know, I told myself, because I care, um, I, I would listen. Uh, and then I started to realise that, oh, maybe I had I had ulterior motives to allowing myself to listen to this person for two hours sometimes. Pump up my ego, offering good advice, feeling better about my own reality. Or really, when I was able to meet her in that space and listen and before it became very draining, because there was a period of time where it was just normal and it wasn't draining, you know, it was about me feeling needed, it was my saviour complex, it was all these things at play. Um, and it was it was just, just got really draining after a while and as, as I, you know, continued on my spiritual path and my opening and my awakening and... I thought, God, I can't can't listen to this anymore. (laughs) Every day, sometimes it was every day. So, boundless negative energy that ends up affecting everyone around them. That is what some people have. 
They're usually victims, so we all know about the victim. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you will know about the drama triangle. If not, go back to those. That's another refocus that you can do that we will do at some point. But, you know, how do we... When are we... How do we interact with these people? Because they're they're where they're at, you know. Everybody deserves compassion. But what I deserve is is not to have to absorb and deal with where she is in her life. So, how do you maintain a sense of compassion without getting sucked into their doom? Yeah, without getting sucked into that place of doom. And maybe how do you act in a way that doesn't reinforce their negativity as well? I mean, it can be quite alluring to try and help but then your saviour kicks in it's not up to us to help people all it is up to us is to to do is to hold our boundaries based on our values and say this is not okay for me this affects my mental health and I I'm not going to be able to give you this time anymore and then it's up to them what they do with that information so a few things that we can do we can resist the urge to judge or make assumptions, actually. Like, for example, um, he's a... Like, my friend, oh, she's she's just a moan or, oh, she's just really negative or she's, she's just been a jerk, you know, that kind of sense of knowing who someone is. And giving them a label for that. So think about it this way. When you think negative thoughts, when you judge or assume it does come out in your energy, it comes out, it, you vibrate. That's the energy that you're vibrating at this already negative person. So that kind of compounds the issue, doesn't it? Makes it worse. They meet you in that space. They mirror your energy. Whereas if you come at them with non-judgment, with a positive mindset expecting to see the best you're much more likely to have that mirrored back to you now that is a labour of love takes practice and doesn't work with everybody but it is one way to work with negative energy it's always easier to offer someone compassion if you try and understand where they're coming from that is very true that can't justify bad behaviour. So, you know, if we are showing negative people who we who we experience as negative, that you support their choice <clears throat> to behave badly towards you and to, to cross your boundaries, then you don't really give them any incentive to make a change, which ultimately is might be what they want. So I understand your pain. But it's most helpful if I don't feed into it. Could be a helpful mantra there. And it kind of help might help you approach people with both kindness and firmness so they don't bring you down. Now maintaining a boundary, a positive, a positive yet firm boundary. Jeez, this is all about boundary work, this um, I think, with negative energy. I've added a free guide in the show notes so you can pop over there and grab that 
many of you will work with the guardian guide or the body protector already um, and we're going to add that into the journeys section but it's a really good way to maintain a positive boundary is to call in your guide you don't necessarily need to do that by yourself you don't need to be alone in that all right another you know another thing that you could do is kind of disarm their neg negativity if that's possible um you could start to state things like i can listen for a short while but then help them to refocus on something positive you know most deeply negative people won't allow that and don't aren't interested in that as a, as a way forward but you know it might work what is just really important i think is that we're not trying to solve or fix negative people we're just aiming to maintain our own energy balance it's not up to us to fix anybody else so the other thing to remember is that negative people often gravitate towards other people who react strongly people who easily offer that savior energy that savior compassion which isn't real compassion or they get really super outraged or offended along with the negative person. You know, maybe this gives them a little bit of light. Um, and a, maybe it gives them a sense that they're not alone in their in their anger and sadness. But it really does disempower and keep them in that place. People remember and learn more from what you do rather than from what you say. So, you know, if you're feeding into that situation with emotions, you're going to teach that person that you can be depend depended on for that reaction. And I know it's tough not to react because we're all human, but it really is worth practising. And then question what you're getting out of this <clears throat> relationship. So often we get something out of a relationship with negative people. We need to be really honest with ourselves. Have you fallen into the saviour role because it makes you feel needed or it makes you feel good? Have you maintained the relationship so you can gossip about them behind their back in a holier-than-thou way? Do you have some sort of less than honourable stake in keeping things the way they are? Okay, so we'll put a wee activity in the, in the journey section to help you to come to that. So questioning yourself helps, really helps to change the way we respond to things. And the journey that I suggest will help you with that. Now, these are just some things to think about. Some extra wee thoughts that I had when we're dealing with negative energy. So let's dive into the real meat. If you've listened to this already, please do listen to it again. This is a refocus week. Have another listen. Learn some new things about the same information. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what comes up. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Shaman Talk. I'm delighted that you could be here this week. So in April... We will be working with owl medicine, the spirit of the owl. And from for the next 12 months, each month, we will work with an animal spirit, the energy of an animal spirit. So in April, the first month, we'll be working with owl. Now, owl sees clearly in the dark and moves silently through the air. And there's a mysterious quality to owl medicine. So the medicine of owl will be our guiding principle through the month of April. So this episode is right at the beginning of the owl month 
and we're going to look at our thought patterns and we're also going to talk about the body protector. Some of you will know about the body protector and some of you won't, but don't worry, I will explain what that means later in the episode. So, the owl sees really clearly and for in order for us to see clearly like the owl, we must work with our blocks and our often habitual negative thought patterns. So many of us will have worked with negative thought patterns in the past, especially anybody who's worked with me. It's one of the first things that I take my students through is the the process of understanding how we think, what we're thinking and where we're sending our thoughts, where we're sending those energetic arrows. So with this work, it really takes an amount of bravery and a real willingness to see our own faults. And that is one of the hardest things that I ever had to do with my shamanic work was to open up to and admit to myself that I was one of the most negative people that I had ever met. It's not a secret. I talk about this a lot. I've spoken about it in my podcast before, but I was very negative. And what I realised was that I didn't know I was negative. I thought I was fine. I didn't know any other way of being. I didn't know any, I didn't know there was another way to be. That was just how I was. I was also very ready to blame other people for what I was thinking. It's not my fault that I'm angry at such and such for not doing such and such. It's their fault. They made me feel that way. So for me, it took real bravery to be able to admit to myself that I had spent the majority of my life being really negative and it was all my own fault. But to start with, I had to see it in the first place. It took bravery to even just admit that to myself. And sometimes our own faults are really hidden from us. And to be able to see what is normally hidden to us, we'll be working with owl medicine. Owl medicine will really help us to identify and release our negative thought patterns. This is really hard, this work, but I know that we can do it and know that we can do it together. So, in these times of flux and difficulty, it's really super important to pay attention to what we're thinking. So... Often I find myself recently feeling very anxious and I've been getting really wound up about the scissor drawer. Now I've probably mentioned the scissor drawer a couple of times already but I've got this thing in the ki- this thing about my, in my kitchen where there's a drawer just for the scissors. It does have other things in it as well but this is where the scissors go is in the scissor drawer. Now I know when I start getting angry at people for not putting the scissors in the scissor drawer that I am having some problems, <laughs> that I'm having some anxieties and I'm having I'm having I'm having some fear. And it's usually got nothing to do with the scissors. But that's the way that my silly little mind, my silly little monkey mind decides to manifest those thoughts for me. So what then I have to do is I have to think to myself, well, why am I thinking about the scissor drawer? What is it I'm actually anxious about? And what am I thinking about and where am I sending it? So when I'm annoyed about the scissor drawer, I'm in fight or flight mode. I'm in that space of being angry and upset and worried. So I am sending those angry, worried thoughts out because I'm angry about the scissor drawer. But if I take a minute and just take a breath and actually bravely admit what is really going on, i.e. I'm really fearful about the um, current situation that we're in, um, it can make it a lot more, a lot, it's a lot easier for me to then 
process that information and not take it out on other people. And what's really interesting about that is that it's not just about taking it out on other people because people can see that, but it's also about energetic acts of violence. Now that might seem a little bit overdramatic, energetic acts of violence, but I really don't think it is. And I think we've all been in the situation where we find ourselves in a room or in another place with a group of people and being very overwhelmed at the um, negative energy in the room. So you always know when someone's angry. You walk into a room and you always know when someone's angry or when there's something going on that you're not comfortable with. You feel it. Why do you feel it? You feel it because energy has power. Thoughts have power. There's no other way to explain that. Um, Well, there are other ways to explain it. You could talk about body language. You could talk about... um, overhearing conversation but we all know that you feel it on a gut level you know when there's something going on that's not not right for you so I think that one of the first steps to wanting to change our thought patterns is to understand that when we have negative thoughts about other people whether they be just mild irritations through to downright hatred then those are energetic arrows that we are sending out into the world and that affects the world in a negative way. That is plain and simple. And it's really evident in our language as well, in the English language, if we care to look. So we'll often hear things like, she's being pushy, he's invading my space, I feel beaten down, he was kicked while he was down, she stabbed me in the back, the whole group was held hostage by his behaviour, I made a suggestion, but I was shot down. If looks could kill. So even our language hints regularly that our thoughts have power and have energy. So your thoughts and the thoughts of others. So I have a wee story to tell about that, about that energetic, those energetic arrows that might... um, bring you to mind of of a similar experience that you've had in your life that that might feel similar to this but the other day it was my birthday and we're all self-isolating together there's 11 of us in the house it's a very big house um we have a lodger i have a daughter who has a boyfriend we have um i live with my sister and her husband there's lots of us here um and we're having um uh quite a quite a good time i would say but also quite challenging But it was my birthday on Sunday last week, so the whole family who were here, who are self-isolating together, decided that they would do lots of lovely things for me because I couldn't do the things that I was supposed to. And one of the things was we decided to play a game of rounders outside. And we used to play this when we were kids. Now, we live in the middle of nowhere, and we're not near any other people, so this really, we're very blessed, but that really was, um, it seemed completely fine. And there's a field at the end of the track that we thought we could use because it's very flat and it's that's nowhere near um nowhere near anybody so we're in this field not doing any harm in the middle of nowhere and this car arrives this big huge jeep in the field and the woman stops she maybe stops 30 feet away and starts screaming and shouting out of the car at this group of people in her who i assume was her field although it was very difficult to tell because she was very angry and what that moment in that moment what happened was I felt very powerless. I felt quite ashamed as well. Um, 
and the whole situation was very difficult. A couple of people in the group got actually got quite angry back at the woman because she was being very aggressive and that situation all needed to be calmed down. But the most interesting thing about that in that moment was I, I, I do this work for a living. Like, I have a body protector all the time. I, I work with shamanism. I work with energy. And in that moment, I was absolutely shot down by this woman and her behaviour because I was so shocked that anybody would act like that that it really put me on the back foot and made me feel terrible and ashamed as well because, you know, at the end of the day, we were in her field, so um, she had every right to ask us to leave. And we did. That's what we did. We packed up and left. And she was very... um, But she was very, very angry and she caused anger. So there was a a little bit of a, a... downer I guess for an hour or so after that on my birthday but just think if that woman had just come down and said look guys you know I I don't know what you're up to but actually I'm not really comfortable with you being here would you mind moving we would have said absolutely yes of course and there would have been you know there would have been no um, energetic acts of violence but because she was so angry and so aggressive we all felt very powerless. Well, some of us felt powerless and some of us felt angry. So you you maybe recognise that in your life. And I can go further and talk about how I understand that she was maybe feeling very um, vulnerable herself. She was a woman. There was about, I think there was a, like eight adults there. So she And she was obviously on her own in the car. So she might have felt very on the back foot. And, you know, I'm, I feel complete compassion for the whole situation. But it, it, it was more to illustrate the, that one moment that just knocked me for six energetically because I just wasn't prepared for the energetic violence of somebody in the middle of nowhere in a field. So it can come at any time. Um, so it's it's just really important to start to think about it and start to spot those dense energetic situations. So for me, what I did after that was I spent some time with my guides, I spent some time with my drum, I reclaimed the power I had lost, I did some recapitulation. Um, if anybody doesn't know what recapitulation is, then there's a there is a podcast episode on that. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I'll put it in the... Um, I don't need to put it in the show notes, I'm sure you can find it, there's not that many, but it's recapitulation. You can you, And you can do that when you feel like you've lost power in a situation and you can reclaim that power. So I spotted the situation after the fact, which I would prefer to have spotted it before, but I didn't. So I spotted it afterwards, that dense situation, and then I, I, I worked on it, I worked through it. I found out who owned the field, I found that they owned a bed and breakfast and a farm just over the hill, so I got in touch with them and sent them a message just to say, look, we're really sorry. I realised that it must look like we were just some friends who decided to get together and ignore government advice, which we, had, we hadn't been doing, you know, and just kind of reached out an olive branch. Today I haven't heard back from them, but I felt a lot better just just for just for processing that for myself. So I recognised the dense energetic situation, and I took steps to. I didn't avoid being affected, but I took steps to process that. I didn't send anything back. I wasn't angry at them. I just processed it and made sure that I was um, doing that properly for myself and not sending anything back out again. So the other, um, so some other ways to think about dense energetic situations. Um, one of the ways I would recommend is to start to notice how you feel around certain people. 
So when I first started this work, I went through every person I spent time with and I thought, am I happy spending time with you? Um, do I feel drained or tired when, I'm, when I leave this situation? And a couple of times I realised that with some of my friends, the answer was yes. You know, I did. I felt dra- drained and really tired any time I spent any time with them. So what was I getting from those relationships? Like how I thought, how often did I feel tired or drained? Was I getting anything in return? You know, how, was this a reciprocal relationship? Is this relationship any good for me? And actually, I did lose some friends in the end because it just wasn't good for me and energetically it was very draining. So for me, it was time to make some changes, put up some boundaries and then also working with my body protector. That really helped as well. And again, I'll get to the, the body protector just shortly. So that's when someone, so when someone is being energetically violent towards you, um, those are some of the kind of things that you can start to do. You can work with your guides and ask them to transmute that um, that energy to light. You can um, walk in nature and ask nature to take that for you. You can work with recapitulation. There's lots of ways that you can start to process that for yourself. But one of the other things to talk about is ways to work with our own thoughts and process our own thoughts safely and I'd, obviously I touched on that in that story but I'd like to go into a little bit more detail so when we're when we've talked about how we're affected by energetic arrows but what arrows are we sending out into the world it's okay to express anger resentment rage irritation overwhelm you know we need to process these emotions that's of paramount importance to mental health but it's not okay to send those energetic waves out and into the world. So how do we know the difference then? How do we know when we're just processing our information or if we're sending stuff out? One of the ways that I like to do that, if I'm feeling very angry, which I wasn't in the story that I told about the farmer, but I definitely have been angry um, and triggered and still am relatively relatively recent, relatively often, um, one of the ways that I'll do that is I recognise my trigger, I recognise what I'm feeling and I talk through my feelings and admit my fears. And being a little vulnerable with my close friends and family and my husband is really helpful as well. I also journal my feelings and then maybe burn the paper um, to transmute those feelings to light. And I also ask my guys to help me process my emotions and transmute any negative energy to light. But there's another layer to that, that that we might find more difficult and that's when we're so in it that we don't even see ourselves as negative. We blame others for how we feel and we think that unless they change, we can't change. And I would really encourage each person who's listening to this podcast today to really think about the hidden side of things. Like what? What can? What's the next step that you can take? So if you've never done any work at all on any kind of negative thinking that you're aware of, um, have a think about that for yourself. See if there's anything that you can really do to start changing the way that you process your emotions. And if you if you think that you are absolutely happy and you're not really a negative person at all and you're completely fine and you don't have negative thoughts then congratulations because you're a rare human being. It, I really would encourage each person to potentially do some journaling, see if there's any... Um, I do know one person who 
one client actually from a couple of years ago who came across as always happy, always like super um, gentle and not negative at all. But it turns out that her own negative self-talk was so strong, but she hid it by being beautiful and lovely to everybody on the outside. So it might not just be your negative thoughts to others, it could also be your negative thoughts about yourself, which can be a problem. That's a whole that's a whole other podcast. Um, but it's just, this podcast is really about starting to think about negative thoughts and negative energy and think about how we can protect ourselves from others' negative energy, but also, more importantly, how we can change the way that we think so that we're and how we process our emotions so that we're not sending stuff back out. So, yeah, so we're talking about recognising that for ourselves and the difference between sending, sending out these thoughts and processing them so I think for myself simply by knowing that I am aware of my trigger, knowing that I am angry but it's okay to be angry knowing that that will be something that I can process for myself by either talking about it without being angry at the person I'm talking to or journal if I can't do that, journaling maybe going for a walk in nature, talking to my guides doing some recapitulation work, whatever it is that I'm doing those steps that I need to take, then I do that. And that's a pretty good sign that I'm not then sending out that emotion out into the world. But if you're not dealing with your emotions and you're not dealing with your energy, there's a good chance that you're sending that out as energetic. The arrows, you know, those those energetic, that stuff that you can feel in the room when we know that someone's raging or someone's really upset about something. So you can start to think about that. And one of the ways that we can start to work with these thoughts is to work with the body protector. Now I know a lot of you who work with me in the past will have your own body protector and you will work with um, work with the body protector but I'm going to talk about it a little bit today and that will be the recommended journey for this week. So breaking the negative patterns of a lifetime is hard. There's no there's no way around that. It's just really hard. There's no easy way to do it. But the first step is to admit that we have things to work on. And the next step is to understand that we are completely responsible for how we react to something. It's completely up to us. We can choose to be angry and hateful or we can choose not to be angry and hateful. That That's, that's simple. You might not agree with me right in this moment, but it is the truth. I remember someone telling me that when I first started my training and actually made me really angry because I wasn't ready to let go of blaming other people for my own negative thought patterns and my own negative way of thinking. But that is the truth of the matter. But in order to help to break down those patterns, the body protector can really help with that transition. So it can really help you not to take on others' stuff and it can also really help you to transmute your own negative thoughts to light rather than sending them out into the world as energetic arrows destined to cause harm and suffering to others. Okay, So a body protector is a filter. It's a guide filter and it surrounds our energetic field and stops things from entering our field that are not ours. So those energetic violent arrows that come towards us, sometimes meant for us, sometimes just because somebody's spraying that out, um, indiscriminately the the body protector can stop that from getting to us and it's a super tool it's so good it doesn't always work as you heard with the farmer but it, it's just an, an amazing tool especially if you're out and about 
um, or you're not out and about at this time where you're kind of in the house and but you can feel the kind of energetic anxiety in the world it's a really really great tool for that um, so if you work with a body protector already the recommended journey I have for you this week is to ask to be shown how your relationship with this guide can be strengthened and also ask to be shown any chinks in your armour and how you can work with these moments more effectively so the moment with the farmer or the lady who owned the farm showed me a chink in my armour I wasn't ready for it. I was completely blown blown away, but I was completely affected by it. So I was like, okay, that's definitely a chink. So I was guided to invite you to do some work with your own chinks and see if there's anything that you can do to strengthen those before we have our own run-ins with farmers or whoever it is. So that's if you... Um, already have a body protector. You might not call it a body protector. You might use light or a blue egg or... The Native Americans use blue eggs, but whatever it is to you that you already work with, that's absolutely fine. You don't need another one. If you don't work with a body protector and you would like to, then the recommended journey for you this week is to go on a journey with your guides and ask to meet your body protector. Now, your body protector can come in many forms. It can be a guide, it can be a light, it can be colour, it could be a blanket or a cloak, it could be wings that then come round you it could be a tree or a blade of grass that's, that grows really big and surrounds your whole body like literally it could be anything so be super open to what that looks like for you and if you don't see things in your journey remember we don't always see things sometimes you feel things you might feel your body protector or just have an inner knowing about what that is for you so be really open to that and then also ask to be shown how your body protector will support you and keep you safe and I've also attached a guide, a how-to guide, just with that information again, um, so it's a little bit easier for you to work, to understand and work with the, the body protector. And that's available for everybody. Everybody can have a read of that. Now, for anybody who doesn't know how to journey and would like to, then there will also be a link in the show notes to a free introduction to shamanism workshop. Um, I mentioned that at the beginning as well. So just um it's just really important to get the steps in place and to understand the mechanisms and the safe and the safe practice for safe shamanic work it's a couple hours um you don't need much longer than that for the introduction and people get a lot out of it so i really do recommend that you come along and try that if you if you're really if you're really keen so just as a wee as a wee round up then for this first week with owl medicine so what we're doing is we're starting to work with our thought patterns we're starting to be honest and brave we're calling to the universe to show us our next step like what can we work on now and if you think nah I've done all the work for this I don't need to do any more work for this then ask again you know we're all students and we all remain students now now until the, the time we die I'm I love learning about myself. I love being like, oh, look, there's another thing that I've got to change or another thing that I've got to work work on. Sometimes it can get a little bit tiring for sure, but most of the time I'm really happy to, to find something new to work on. And with this work, with personal development through shamanism, there's always another layer. There's always another piece. There's always another piece of the puzzle. There's always another thing that we can work with. And I was really strongly guided to do this um, thought pattern work for this week. So 
We're working with owl medicine. We're working to see more clearly. We're working to um, open ourselves up to the possibility that we do have faults that we don't know about and that we're willing to be open and honest with ourselves and to work with those faults. And to be compassionate with ourselves as well. I'd really like everybody not to forget that. So the reason that we might have negative thoughts and the reason that we might struggle with positivity or joy or whatever word you want to give it is because we've got trauma. Things have happened in our past and that have made it really difficult for us to be the joyful, happy, authentic souls that we're meant to be. So when we're doing this work and when we're realising that maybe we've not been quite as wonderful as we think, that's okay. Be really compassionate. Be really understanding and really loving of yourself. And actually, the best thing that we can ever do is to love ourselves and to understand that anything, patterns that we have that we don't know about, there's nothing we could have done. Like, we didn't know. But the responsibility now comes when we start to realise that there are things that need to change. So when you realise that that things are ready to shift and move, then, then, then it's our responsibility to step into that power, be brave and start to make the changes that we need to make in order to be the absolute wondrous, fabulous, amazing beings that we all are. So thank you so much for joining me for this month of Owl Medicine. I'm always available if anybody needs me or wants to ask me any questions. And you'll get me Rhonda at centreforshamanism.com via email. All the um, information that I've talked about in this podcast are available in the show notes and you'll find the show notes at centreforshamanism.com forward slash three zero. So that's episode 30. You'll find all the information there. You'll find the journey, um, the journeys there as well and the, the body protector how-to guide will be there for you too. So that's centreforshamanism.com forward slash 330. So have a wonderful week. I hope to hear from some of you in the Shaman Talk Facebook group. I hope to hear from some of you via email and I hope to see some of you on our free Introduction to Shamanism workshop. Have a great week and I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Alright, so let's get into our new activities and journey section for this refocus week. So in the original podcast episode, which was episode 30, all those all those many, many months and maybe even a year ago, the activity was to meet your body protector. But since then, the body protector's really developed for me and it's changed to the guardian guide. So I have updated the how-to guide. It's the same, basically, but it's the terminology that I'm now using is the guardian guide. So if you go to the show notes, you'll get that guide, how to meet your guardian guide, how to do that journey. If you haven't met your guardian guide or your body protector already, then that'll be your intention is to meet your guardian guide. Now just follow the guide to do that, the how-to guide in the uh, show notes. Or ask to deepen your relationship with this guide. Now the point of these refocus weeks is simply that we, we're looking really on this journey to, to deepen your understanding and connection with this guide. You're refocusing on 
extra new layers on new possibilities on new new openings okay so keep it simple and just ask the question and then the second thing I'd like you to try this week is I'd like you to go on a journey and ask to be taken to the place of mirrors ask the mirrors to show you clearly what if anything you're feeding when you interact with a negative person for example, are you feeding your saviour complex or perhaps you're feeding their need to be met with a high, highly emotional response like some of the things I mentioned in the beginning and the new thoughts or some of the things that you've revisited today, refocused on today. So take this information that you're given from the place of mirrors and use it to adjust how you interact with negative energy and perhaps also even notice when you're being negative as well, which is always useful. And use that in conjunction with your guardian guide. Alright, so that's your activities and journeys for this week. Now, hopefully you've enjoyed our first refocus week. I'd love to hear how you get on in the group. So do go and, and share how you feel about revisiting this topic. And um, and yeah, I know that I was quite um, quite pleased with the outcome for myself when I refocused on negative energy this week so I'll see you all in the group and as always same time same place next week hey thank you so much for listening we love it we love you we love connecting with you on our podcast we're really pushing our facebook community right now it is where all the juicy shamanic stuff happens so if you'd like to join us in that community you'll find us on facebook and look for the Centre for Shamanism community group and we'll see you there.